0: Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus. A salty, slightly cynical conversation about epilepsy, neurological disorders, and occasional random tangents. Together, we explore the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world and the mental and emotional fallout that comes from them. And if that sounds heavy, don't worry. We don't take ourselves too seriously. And now, seizure salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B. Side. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Micah B. Side, your host, electrostatic lab rat and meat Sack. Wow, that was weird. I changed those words around. Electrostatic meat sack and lab rat. Okay, we'll keep that one. I uh, have a guest in the studio. Well, in her studio, I should say. Anne hints has joined us today. Anne is a spiritual teacher, a public speaker, and author, and uh, quite a warrior. Anne has developed an ability to sense inside her body and uh, release physical tension stored inside of the connective tissue this is really interesting uh now she does this using only the focus in her mind the f- that this is men- mind over matter literally mind over matter today and she has x-rays to show the physical changes that have resulted from this inner work that it- that she has done and it's a pleasure to have you today how you doing
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having
0: me, Micah. Well, thank you for joining me. I'm very honored that we've been able to connect today here on Seizure Salad. Now, you are able to release physical tension stored in your connective tissue using solely the focus of your mind. Um, how did this develop? Why did this develop? Okay, maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Maybe we should rewind and uh, give us a little background and maybe what led to these moments here and what is this about these x-rays
1: <laughs> there's a lot there to answer Mike. i know i know i left it <laughs> wide
0: fucking open right there
1: <laughs> okay um it has been a very developed ability didn't start out this way so and okay. um, we're going to talk about that obviously so yeah i had a lot of trauma in childhoods Um, right from the get-go i was born with my right foot up against my right shin so had six weeks of physical therapy as soon as I came out. And then I was adopted. So I was given out um, to an adopted family. And that family were in trauma themselves because they had adopted uh, a boy. And then they adopted another little girl. They had her for six months. And then the birth mother changed her mind and took the child back. And I was the replacement into that family. Wow. (laughs) So, obviously, that is not a conscious memory, but that trauma, I'm sure, is stored subconsciously inside of me. So, that was my beginning. (laughs) And then, you know, some more traumas along the way. Uh, We lived in many different countries. I lived in five countries on four continents by the time I was 16, And when we were living in Hong Kong, we were actually sent to boarding school in England, halfway across the world. And I was actually sent to a boys boarding school. I was the first girl boarder in a boys boarding school. And I was I was um, teased horrifically, nonstop teasing for a couple of years. So that lives inside of me, too. And then both my parents became alcoholic during this time frame. So living at home was hell, you know, walking on eggshells all the time. My dad had anger issues. Um, I kind of shut down, realized my, my opinion on anything did not matter. So I stopped, I stopped giving it. And um, he teased me about my voice. So I really kind of stopped talking. So all that was going on. And then when I was 19, I woke up one morning and found my mother dead in the bathroom. So that was obviously a big trauma, but I didn't know what to do with it. We never talked about feelings. We never dealt with anything like that. We just kind of kept on going with life.
0: Um, I grew up in an alcoholic family and I know what you mean about that. It's, I was never taught how to process these emotions. It was more like you ignore them.
1: Yes. Which is what our parents had done.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, do you mind my asking was it uh, was it an overdose itself was it alcohol poisoning or did or was she drunk and slip and fall?
1: She had throat and lung cancer from drinking and smoking. Okay. And so she had tumors in her throat. So those last few years she coughed non-stop. I mean it was really hard to have a conversation because she coughed so much Gosh. and eventually um one of the tumors in her throat burst Ooh. in the night. So yeah. Yeah. It was a bit of a mess as well. So oh, yeah, there man. was lot, lots of things to delve into then when I started working on it, but I didn't at that point, you know, I just carried on. I actually moved out here two years later. I moved out to the States from England okay. because my dad wanted me to stay and be his housekeeper. And I was not going to be that. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> so, is it, I lost my enabler. I need a new one, right?
1: That's right. <laughs> yes. And it wasn't going to be me. So yeah, that was that was when I escaped to California. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, that's that's the first strong step right there. You know that that shows me um, some inner strength.
1: Yeah, although it was actually kind of easy because I'd met not my now husband. I'd met him um, a few weeks before he moved out here. When okay. I was, um, I met him when I was eighteen. So it was actually it was easy. It was an easy move <laughs> for me to escape. <laughs> so I wasn't really very strong back then, even. Um, so I just went on with life. I was a software engineer, um, you know, got married, had two kids. And it wasn't until I was in my late 30s and I was a stay-at-home mother with two young boys. And there was kind of an altercation with two other mothers at school. It was like a business altercation. It's like I made a decision. They didn't like it. There was nothing wrong with it. But these were two very self-assured, strong women and I was not and it kind of I shrunk inside and my mind was replaying these things they said over and over and over again. And I couldn't sleep for days. And that was my first inkling that oh maybe other people don't do this. You know, maybe I'm a little strange here and I'm doing this more than I should be. And that was the first time I realized I think because it, it, those two women reminded me of my dad, like an authority figure and how I would shrink inside. And so that's kind of where I connected. well, maybe something from my childhood is affecting me still.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, again, shows great insight to the situation and a a lot of, um, self-awareness, a lot of self-awareness there to be able to say, okay, whoa, hold on. Um, I can, I can definitely relate with those kind of self-revelations, uh, which is also one of the reasons um, I put myself on a wait list for, uh, God, how many therapists and counselors up here in in northern Colorado. You know, it's, it's – and we'll get to this. We'll get to this a little bit later on because I'm really interested in your journey. Um, so after this happened, um, were there different and various kinds of – uh, treatments or at least efforts towards self-improvement, what kind of different, um, things did you try to get through this and, and to maybe, I don't know, you could use the term heal. You could use the term uh, purge. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. I've done a lot of things up to that point, really more dietary oriented. I've done a lot of cleanses, a lot of different diets and all sorts of things that, you know, positive thinking. I've done things that would work for a little while, but then everything seemed to revert back to what I was normally like. So it, it was kind of in this time frame. I don't remember the, the, the time frame exactly, but I actually went to a doctor's appointment and... I don't remember why I went but he recognized that I was more stressed than I should have been in the situation you know stay-at-home mom with two young boys which can itself itself be very stressful he just knew that I was more stressed than I should be and he asked me what my stress level was and I was zero three ten and I said it was an eight and he recognized that was quite a lot so he asked me why and it was at that point I knew it was finding my mother two decades earlier at this point and um, because the tears were still just under the surface you know oh. they could fall out at any point whenever i thought about it so that's when he used eft with me this technique that i started to use that's called emotional freedom technique okay. it's also called tapping
0: okay so
1: he was a holistic physician you know so uh-huh. not not many physicians would know to try this but He did, and he did it for about 15 minutes with me, and I walked away from that appointment being able to tell the story of her death in my mind without any emotions coming up. And it was such a shift for me that I knew this was something to work with.
0: Wow. Um, And real quick aside here, one of the reasons I'm so intrigued by your story and EFT um, in particular is because... Um, when my epilepsy broke through into full blown grandma's and tonic clonics, uh, while they found the area the general area for my temporal lobe epilepsy, there's other seizure activities that they didn't know of if, if they were epileptic or non epileptic seizures. And I went through this group for non epileptic seizure conditions, and it was um, a group that was led by a neuropsychologist and a neuropsychiatrist and one of the methods that we did and this is really interesting too because this is actually going to lead into two different um things i want to talk about but one of the things they did we do the grounding meditation and the breathing and the visualization um but tapping and that's where i got introduced to tapping was in these support groups, um, that we were going into and you tap different parts of your body as you were going through, um, mental exercises and visual, um, exercises. So is this the same thing that you are talking about?
1: It could well be. Yes. Yes, it is called tapping.
0: Okay. And so all right, I am so glad that this is the same thing. Now I don't have to shut the door and be like, okay, this isn't what I was looking for. No, this is exactly um, what I'm interested in learning more about because I have very, very similar things um, going on right now as you do unresolved childhood traumas that I've never um, dealt with and that buried in, you know, that alcohol family teaches teaches you to cover it up, bury it, suck it up, kiddo and keep going. Um, so I need to, I need to deal with this in order for me to get through the rest of my stuff, which is already life breaking in and of itself in order for me to, to own it and not have it own me. I need to develop the tools to get through the other stuff. That's weighing me down and bringing me to the bottom of the, the lake so I can float.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we'll talk more about what that means as we go along.
0: Yeah. 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 So um, so
1: let so okay shall I carry on? No? You got yeah, another question.
0: Please please tell and I if you don't mind I might interject a little bit because I am really interested in your opinions uh and we can get to it down the road but I'm interested in your opinions on positive thinking and you had already you had already mentioned that phrase uh, but also meditation. So
1: Yeah, let's get to those down the road. I yes. think I think the understanding will will come in more come. as okay. we go. Yes.
0: So here we are. Um, you were kind of looking around. You went to this doctor, and the doctor introduced you to this technique. And within 15 minutes, you are able to process this trauma from 19 years prior without getting the without the emotions getting in the way.
1: Right. So this, you know, I later found out we'd let go of the surface layers of the emotions and there was more to come. But I went home and, you know, I have an engineering background. I have that kind of mind. I like to know that something works before I spend time doing it. So we had a 19 year old cat at home and we were told 17 year old cat. We were told he needed daily saline shots. And I hate, I'd never given shots before. I hate shots. And so the first time I gave him a shot, my hand was shaking because I was just so afraid of doing something wrong. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it every day. It just was not going to (laughs) happen. So I thought, well, this is a great test case. So I'd learned the technique. It's really easy to learn, and we'll talk about it. But I tapped about my fear of giving him the injection, my hand shaking. So all the different aspects, I tapped about my memories around injections, everything that I could think of about that event. And then the next day, the needle just slid right in and there was absolutely no shaking. My hand was totally calm and peaceful. So that was the point where I recognized that it's a deceptively powerful technique. It doesn't look like it's doing much but when you really have that much change from one day to the next it was it just blew my mind so that's when i started really using it
0: wow wow and so this y- you talk on your website and in your youtube videos a lot about the law of attraction but you have a slightly different viewpoint about this and and I'm guessing that tapping has a lot to do with and EFT has a lot to do with this. Um can you explain your viewpoint on the law of attraction?
1: Yeah. Well the law of attraction is used very much in manifestation, right? We want to to create something that we don't yet have.
0: Yeah every but coach it's... is using it. Every coach is using <laughs> that
1: phrase. Right. Um but it's a universal law. So you know I recognize that we are emitting a signal every second of every day. It's not something that's working when we want it to work. It's always working. So everything we have now is a re- result of a signal that we've been emitting from the past. So once I really understood that it's a whole being that is a signal, it's everything about us, right? It's our gender, it's our hair, it's our clothes, it's our size and shape, that's all a signal. And we can tell that, right? When we walk into a room with other people, right? right. They, they notice us, we get feedback based on that signal. Mm-hmm. But what I realized as I became more aware um, on the inside is that the biggest part of our signal is that tension we hold inside of us from our past experiences, that is part of our signal. Right? We know when someone's highly strung, right? We talk about people being highly strung. I would say I used to be highly strung. And that is the tension held in our connective tissue that is emitting a signal. And it's attracting back. We're attracting that signal back to us. So to change what we're going to get in the future, we need to change our signal right now and that's what tapping is doing it's actually changing us on a physical level it's letting that tension that we've stored inside flow out of us and and it's gone <laughs> it's a permanent change it's that's why like meditation is good right because in the moment you're more at peace and even then you're then that's the signal you're emitting and you're attracting back more peaceful circumstances but it's not doing something it's not changing permanently it's not changing the physical signal it's just changing you know it's just changing the relaxation that you can put yourself in at any moment but okay. eft is going deeper it's relaxing you inside physically
0: yeah yeah okay i see what you're talking about here um it's not just it's not just the breathe in the good breathe out the bad it's it's let's get to the core of the bad so that Yeah. Hey, your foundation, if your foundation is is, you know, crumbling or if there's a few rotten beams in your foundation there, um, putting on a new roof or giving it a new paint job isn't going to do any good to fixing that foundation.
1: Absolutely. And that's the same thing with the positive thinking, right? If we're trying to think something positive, it means we're not accepting what we're feeling right now we're saying it's wrong or we're suppressing it by trying to put some positive thought on top of it, it doesn't go away it's still there inside of us and it's right. still part of our signal right so what we want to do is we want to accept it and let the energy of it go and then it's gone and it's no longer part of our signal oh man and and then the positive thoughts actually just arise right so there's a difference between trying to think a positive thought and having a positive thought different
0: yeah yeah I, I love that I love that viewpoint because um I always I always felt that happiness isn't a destination it's a side effect and this falls right in line with that it, it aligns with that perfectly so I love that that fits in my worldview perfectly so
1: <laughs> good and we'll, we'll come back to that once we talk about inside the body itself
0: Cool. Cool. Um, so, the law of attraction and these signals that you're talking about, putting out and bringing them back in. Um, how are? How can we change our personal signals? How could I change my signal to uh, attract um, different results? Are we talking about like, like clothes, hair? Um, you know, not slap Well, there's a big thing. You know, I I have a 17 year old son. You're a parent. You know, that's one big thing. Stand up straight because it makes, it gives you a good presentation. That's a perfect example of it. Um, How else there? Is it, is it purely physical?
1: Well, there are, there are all those ways that you mentioned that will change our signal, right? Uh We'll we'll attract different things back to us based on that signal. But to me, that biggest part is the inside. So, you know, that's what I started to do. I I really, really, really wanted to change (laughs) So I would ask myself, well, how am I feeling right now? And do I want to feel this way again in the future? Because that's what we're attracting. We're attracting the same complex of feelings, right? So how exactly I'm feeling right now. Do I want that again? And if I didn't, if I don't, then I do something about it right now. And it can be as simple as taking a deep breath, right? But that's not going to change the the basis of us, right? So that's when I started tapping. So I would notice during the day, if I was feeling emotional, and then I would tap about it to, to to let that energy flow out of my body, calm my nervous system down. And I knew that was changing my future. But I wanted more. I, I really wanted changes. So I knew you could do this. I wrote down every emotional memory that I could think of from my childhood. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think, two or three or four pages. I don't remember how long, but it's quite long. And I added to it as things came up. And I tapped through one each night. I tapped for about an hour to an hour and a half each night through every emotion, every trauma, but just even little things, right? Little things that came to mind that had some emotion involved. And I tapped them out. Uh And I noticed my mind becoming quiet, which Uh my goal was in a piece. (laughs) So this is what I wanted. And I remember opening my kitchen door one day and just saying to myself, it feels like I'm living in a different reality because my mind all those voices in my mind you know the ones that would criticize myself or judge other people mm-hmm. they were no longer there they they were gone <sighs> and it was great <laughs> wow
0: wow that's and that's an envious position to be in actually you know when when you're going through that kind of inner turmoil and trauma and stuff that's 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 my goal that's my light at the end of the tunnel that's where I want to be um real quick question too before we go on I want to uh I was wondering how difficult was that to go through each line item each night? Was it, were you able to go through maybe two a night?
1: I aimed, I, I yes, I did sometimes, but I, okay. I kind of aimed to keep going with one to, to clear it out because with, with tapping, the. you wanna keep going until you're at peace with whatever words you're saying. So then you know that it's gone from the body.
0: Yeah, and, and when you were doing that, um, would that bring up other things from it, like small side issues that you'd you'd tap out as well?
1: Yes. I mean what it, what it's doing is opening the subconscious mind. Right. And it right, it just it does does that. So like within within an event, if you're tapping through an event like finding my mother, you know, I would I would tap through the whole event, tap out the emotions that came up, then go back to the beginning, talk through it again, and there'd be more detail there this next mm-hmm. time. And then you tap through it again, and there'd be more detail. But yes, going back to your question, it it was hard to do sometimes, right? Because we think those emotions are going to annihilate us. But I had that experience about the cat vaccine, the injections. I knew that there was freedom on the other side. And those emotions, those memories, they're just stored inside of us. They don't exist anywhere else. They're just stuck inside of us and that's just stuck energy. That's what I realized. It's just stuck energy and it wants to leave. We just have to find a way to allow it to leave.
0: Right on, right on. That is so cool. Um, so like you had mentioned that when you walked into the kitchen, you felt like you were in a different world. That, that's so cool. What other changes have you noticed? at that point <laughs> now and even now because this sounds like it's you know it's not this quick fix pill that Americans and western societies are so always looking for this is a process this sounds like this sounds like a practice
1: and this was still just the first step so we got another two steps to walk through yet but yes wow. at this point life started to becoming more become more peaceful i was less reactionary Right? And because I was emitting a more peaceful signal, I was attracting peace more into my life. Right. So family life became more peaceful. I would find peace around me more. And those positive thoughts just start arising. It's like, and if you've lived in a negative world for decades, it's it's really fun to start having these new thoughts that you've never had before.
0: Right on. <laughs> right on. Um. And I think you've kind of pointed to it about the why. Why did you try to make these changes? And you...
1: I, I really need, I, I knew I really needed to change. You know, I was kind of scared of what was happening. Um, yeah. I mean, I also, you know, my boys were becoming, getting older. Uh-huh. And I wanted to make sure before they got to the age of those boys at the boarding school, I wanted to make sure that I was much more comfortable with boys of, of that age range, <laughs> so that right. I weren't. I because I was scared of young boys. I was I was scared of them, <laughs> and then I have two of my own. <laughs> so yeah, I knew I had to clear those memories out.
0: Yeah, that totally makes sense. And good on you, great mom, for doing that. You know, let's let's raise your boys to treat women better than you were treated by them when you were growing up. I <laughs> yes. Than thank you <laughs> But you made a great point. Um, and you've said it a couple of time times and it's worth repeating again um, a lot of people don't make changes because they're too comfortable they're comfortable and and comf- comfort and security oftentimes blinds us to self-abusive, um, behaviors or even abuse from other outside influences, whether it's a person or a situation or a dependency. And um, oftentimes, if it's not glaringly obvious, you won't make the change because it's kind of like, oh, I'm just getting, I, I'm still making it. I'm still making it. That kind of thing. So it sounds to me like you had the foresight with your experience in the past And not that you were in a situation with your family, your current family, but I think you were seeing things like you, you saw the effects of your life and you're like, I don't want to continue down this road. Unless you see that nine times out of 10, you're not going to do the things you need to do to change.
1: Yeah. And there are some spiritual teachers out there who do say, you know, go down the path of least resistance but we tend to then stay in our comfort zone mm-hmm. and we do, we, we try and stay safe and we just keep going and it's not always the best. I mean, I've noticed that my path has been kind of pushing up against that resistance. I want to feel that resistance and let the resistance go. So I'm actually expanding my awareness rather than, than making it more boxed in.
0: Yeah. So. And you make a great point. Um, and actually this harkens back to some of your, um, comments about the cat once you took that first step you realized that the fear is not so scary and that change is not so difficult and it's not quite as painful as you thought it's almost like like the challenge becomes less fearful the more you go through it and it's just taking those first steps
1: yeah yeah and th- that's where i realized it's just, it's just energy that's stuck in the body and uh-huh. we can let it go. Uh-huh.
0: And then after a while, then after a yeah. while, you realize that, that this discomfort is actually kind of makes you feel good because you realize like, uh-oh, I'm starting to plateau in, oh, I might be getting a little too much, too comfortable. Let's, let's take a quick self-reflection maybe, right? It, it's, it's the change. Starts- yeah,
1: I mean, that's why at this point, Yeah, I stopped watching the news for a long time, but once while I was doing all this inner work. But once I got to the point that I was comfortable again, I started watching the news because I wanted to know what was triggering me. Right. I wanted to push up against that edge again. And so then I would tap that out. Right. So now I can I'm expanding my comfort zone.
0: Um, and this is really good information to know because I, like a lot of other people with epilepsy and stuff, get really overwhelmed with not only the news but social media. Um, I've taken multiple breaks off of social media over the past three years. It's just its too much information and too much noise. And I agree with you completely about the news too. It's like, whoa. Um, so that's cool. That gives me a little bit of hope I might actually be able to turn on the news again. Oh. <laughs> Oh man.
1: Yeah, but I encourage people to do the inner work first, right? You want to be stable enough that you can you can deal with it. You don't want yeah. it to be too much.
0: That's something that I'm I'm learning as well. you know and, and thank God I'm learning it because if I hadn't learned it, I would have been going in circles for the rest of my life, you know. Um, it, it, I can't help my son and I can't help anyone else until until I'm strong enough to, to help myself and and yeah, you can't carry wood for the fire if you're not strong enough to carry the wood. Um, that was a really bad analogy. I meant that to really be more poignant, but I, I screwed up on that one. Sorry. You know what I meant though, right? Um, but yes, totally. Yeah. I I think this, this kind of goes on, uh, to my, to my next question. And one of the things you really believe and, um, you truly believe is that we can change the world with this kind of work. We kind of touched on it right there, but can you elaborate a little bit?
1: Sure, because we're emitting a signal every second of every day. So if we are all feeling emotional around all the divides that are happening these days, we we kind of think it's outside of us. We think someone else is responsible, but our part of the equation is always how we feel about it. And we have control over how we feel, right? So if we tap it out, if we come to peace around any of the events that's happening, That's the signal we're emitting and we can change our future that way. So yes, I absolutely believe we can change our world through this work.
0: I love that. And you also believe that everything happens for a reason. Is this fate? (laughs) I mean, is this, you know, because I always think of that predetermined fate, you know, it is fate that you, you came to this point. It's God's will. Is this the same kind of everything happens for a reason in your mind or is, are you thinking a different concept?
1: No, I'm thinking in terms of the law of attraction, we get programmed in those first years of life and we're replaying those things over and over and over again. It's not easy to see when you're just starting out on this work. I could not see it. Now I can see it all over and it's Mm -hmm. those feeling complexes. And as you do the work with EFT, you actually recognize, oh, When do I remember feeling this way before? And, oh, there's probably something in childhood that feels exactly the same way.
0: Yeah, like you said before, early childhood sets the stage, right?
1: Right, right. So that's that's kind of our normal. That's our signal that then lives inside of us, and we emit it, and we attract similar feelings again. So similar events and circumstances, different people, different actors in our play, but it gets us to feel the same way again because that was our signal now if we react the same way that we have done in the past we re-emit that signal we attract it again sometime in our future but if we don't if we recognize we're reacting and we tap right then we let the signal change then the next time we won't react in the same way we'll attract something slightly different and then we do it again and again, and eventually we will not react anymore and we won't need to attract the same thing anymore because it's no longer a part of our signal.
0: Wow. Do you think ever there, there would be a point where where you're tapping proactively to like, like, and, and this is a total conceptual, you know, if then very platonic thought, but you get to a point where where you've tapped it all out and now you're like, like tapping for other people?
1: (laughs) Absolutely, because your part in any other person is how you feel about them.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Plus you can, I do something called air tapping where I'm tapping on a virtual person in front of me and talking to them, saying exactly what I wanted to say in the moment, but I didn't because it was rude to do that or um, it just never occurred, right? So yes, we can tap for other people. But, and this is where I can go into the second part of my story because it goes beyond those thoughts or those you know those those thoughts the words that other people or that we say that other people say so this work opens up the subconscious mind right I I mentioned that and there's deeper and deeper levels and I never knew about this ahead of time so something I learned along the way so it starts out with words you kind of know you knew what happens in these events. And and maybe you knew the emotions. So the emotions are a deeper level of awareness. And I started to become aware of actually how I felt my emotions as I went through this process. Because when I started, I didn't, right? I didn't know how I felt because I'd suppressed so much of it. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, you start to become aware of the physical sensations underneath the emotions, right? So it's, you know, we talk about Emotions, we talk about sadness, frustration, anger, and they're just words. But underneath frustration is a set of physical sensations, maybe tension in the solar plexus, maybe tension in the jaw, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, it's a set of physical sensations. So we kind of dissociate it from those in childhood. We start using the words instead of feeling the feelings. So I started to become aware of the physical sensations that I was feeling. And then I kind of didn't feel like I needed to use EFT anymore. I was actually in a group. and We were studying a course in miracles. And the guy in the group said every week, you don't need to meditate. All you have to do is feel your feelings. And I was in this group when I started tapping. So at the time, I didn't know what my feelings were. So I knew I didn't want to meditate. (laughs) But anyway, as the weeks went by and I did more and more tapping, I one. One point I decided, okay, I'm going to try and feel my feelings. What does it mean? I can't, I can't imagine why I never asked him. It seems so logical now that I should have just said, what exactly do you mean? But I didn't. Um, so I thought, okay, I have to try and feel my feelings. And what that meant to me was just feel them, right? Put my focused attention on these physical sensations. And I noticed I couldn't do it because I, I would like to take a deep breath or I would do something and they would disappear. I couldn't keep my focused attention on these feelings. So what I recognized I had to do was actually hold myself like a statue, not move at all, actually hold my breath, not take a deep breath, just feel the feelings and then stop breathing right there and keep my focused awareness on the sensation, which for me was often fear and it was often in my stomach area. Mm-hmm. And then I would find I had to take a breath. And as I did, there would be a shift and something would release. And then I would bring that thought back to mind, the one that had emotions, do the same thing. And then there would be another shift, another release. And I would keep thinking the thought over and over again until it no longer had any emotions underneath it, which is the same that we're doing with EFT, right? We're doing with EFT with words and we're feeling the release as we tap. So this is like a deeper level. And I felt I felt more relaxation. And so instead of EFT at night, I started to lay on the sofa and I would feel these feelings. I'd bring up more collective traumas at this point because I'd worked through most of my childhood. So I'd bring up 9-11 and I was in the Loma Prieta earthquake and I would bring those memories up, feel them, let those sensations dissipate Do it again and again and again until they were free, until those thoughts and memories were free of any emotion. And so it was a it was an interesting process. And and, yeah, during this phase, a lot of strange things happened. Like um I released enough tension that some things would that had been stuck in place would start releasing. So my jaw um would actually start going back and forth like a metronome, kind of unwinding. It was unwinding tension and I could stop it at any point, but it would, it, if I relaxed, it would do this. And that happened for weeks and weeks until it had let go of enough tension. It didn't need to do it anymore. And I had other parts of my body do that too, kind of weird, but <laughs> but I knew it was, was a release of tension. And then at some point I found that once I've released this tension the physical sensations I could actually keep my awareness inside my body after the tension had gone now the only way I can explain this and I'll tell you and then you know ask if you need any more it's kind of like when you have a stomach ache or a headache or a toothache you can pinpoint with your mind where that pain is coming from right yeah but once the tension has gone or the ache has gone you can't put your awareness back inside you can't pinpoint it anymore uh-huh, I, uh-huh. So I found that I could keep my awareness inside. And so I recognized like this was, okay, this is the next level, the next layer I've mm-hmm. actually got inside my body.
0: Um, I'm thinking what, what comes to mind here, and it took me for a second to wrap my head around this, is that because everybody is always thinking feeling and emotion is the same thing. But it's not emotion is is the mental uh, attachment you put to a physical feeling, and this goes into play with okay. Now I understand a little bit better where where focus on on removing the feeling from or the emotion from the feeling is where you are allowing the body to release that, and this is where like for PTSD people and stuff the brain is holding on to this defense mechanism so the body reacts the same way to these traumatic events and that's causing the wheel of mental illness to just repeat over and over and over again throughout that person's life um same thing with you know well most people with childhood traumas do have PTSD actually um so that's You've clarified it for me in that sense. You have focused on a point after able to get the tapping through. You now feel your feelings. Okay. And and you got to the point now where you were able to separate. Once you're able to separate the emotion from the actual physical sensations of those emotions. And then you're able to stay inside your body after that.
1: Right. So now I know without any doubt I'm not my body. Right. I can't be my body if I can be what in one particular place inside my body.
0: Oh man. Now that's 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 the next extension <laughs> that just I hadn't even realized yet. But now my mind is blown.
1: Whew. <laughs>
0: shit. Oh man, I didn't think <laughs> we were gonna get this philosophical today and I love it. I love it philosophical and spiritual actually I mean it's it's kind of an all-in-one thing um and I'm assuming now I'm assuming now that we are ready for step three phase three in this in this incredible adventure
1: right yeah so I started I started moving my awareness around inside and I noticed I could feel tension I could feel tension or non-tension so I would hold my awareness on tension And I'm just allowing it. I'm not trying to change it just like I was with the physical sensations and with the words and emotions, just holding my awareness on it and it would shift. And then I'd do it again and it would shift again. And so I'd do it again and again and again until I felt a release. Same way, just on a deeper level of awareness. And at some point I was actually able to put my awareness inside my head. Took me a while, took me months to be able to do that. I don't quite know why, so much resistance, I guess. But when I was able to put my awareness inside my head, it just blew my mind how much tension I had in there that I had no idea I had been carrying around all these decades. Just incredible. And because my whole body was talked, right? I had scoliosis, had this foot thing when I was born. So my whole body was talked out of alignment, but I was not aware. Of the tension. So I would just work on it little by little. Um, eventually, I actually released enough tension that I, I felt and heard something release. And it sounded and felt like old fabric ripping.
0: No shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is a little scary the first
0: time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Didn't know if I was hurting myself, but you know, I'd been on this journey. I knew I'm just releasing tension. There can't be anything negative about it. So I actually researched at that point and recognized that it's the connective tissue and it was a release of a bond that had been holding something tight in my skull. And so I just did more and more. And it's like, you know, these days I feel a release in connective tissue probably, I don't know, 50 to hundred times a day um, because I've loosened up so many things that it's, it's releasing. And every time it releases in the neck, even if I'm working like in my foot or somewhere, there's always also a release in my
0: neck. So a simultaneous release on on both sides.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's connective tissue. It's connected everywhere. Yes. (laughs) Right. So I would just keep going. There would be times that I would actually sometimes feel my skull bones relax. And so that's why, you know, it was great to have these x rays taken from last year and I have the ones from 2013 to actually see what I knew was happening, to see the physical changes. So my neck has straightened a lot, right? was it was very bent you can see from the x-rays um so the scoliosis is straightening out I've actually grown half an inch as a 55 year old which is kind of fun
0: that's really fun I <laughs>
1: Yes, I think most of us do and that's the connective tissue, tissue clamping up yeah so my jaw was way off to the side and it's now more centered even my eye sockets w- which were out of alignment are more aligned and I don't even know how that happens I didn't even know those bones were flexible movable whatever has happened so i know that we can do make these incredible changes in our bodies and i believe even at the outer level of working with eft we're still making physical changes we just aren't really aware of it so yeah you know, that's why this subject that we're talking about right seizures and, and such i don't think we have no idea how much pressure and tension is held in our heads and so these techniques can help release that and who knows what will happen you know if we all release the tension in our head.
0: You make a really good point because you know a lot of people have auras before they have the big seizures before they break through into GTCs which is just a short name for grandma tonic clonics and when you have those auras if you can bring yourself into feeling your feelings or even just general tapping to start I bet you could go a long way into keeping those aura seizures from fully developing. I see this being a really good way to be a preventative treatment to just keep yourself aligned because that's one of the big focuses for people with epilepsy is to just minimize as much as possible your stress, keeping tension at at as much of a minimum as possible. And and really, you really have to do work, self-work, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Something I've learned. I mean, when this first hit me, my whole thing was, was I'm going to get rid of the seizures. I'm going to go back to being able to do all the stuff I did, climbing mountains, caving, rafting, kayaking, snowboarding. Um, now that's not as much as important as some of the more core things in my life. And I learned this just over the past three, four months and in, in that in a talk with my doctors when i started taking more control of of the direction of my treatment they were like well that may or may not work and why not you know why not keep eating all the junk food while we go for surgery and and not put yourself through that kind of stress and i'm i'm telling them look guys that's not the main point the main point here is to clear up my system to detoxify to start making decisions for the long term not just this next stage I'm not looking to patch shit up like, you know, oh, well, let's just cover this up. Let's put a Band-Aid on this. Let's take a pill for this. None of that is going to fix the core problem. And this is, is, again, one of the reasons I was so interested in our conversation is because, you know, just in this last year, year and a half, I realized that if I want to have the strength to get through this, I have to get those things that are weighing me down those anchors in the inside of my soul um that trauma from my early childhood after my biological dad died we had to move from the mountains of colorado down into downtown denver into the inner city and you know i i was beat up and chased by by gang kids and um i'm not even going go to detail on some of the more dark things that happened to me um during that time but yeah, I got lingering things that I need to get rid of that aren't going to go away. In, Good. In so you're
1: where you're where I was, right? I, I really, really, really want to change. Yeah.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. So let me say, come back to something you just said, that that there are some really dark things that you don't want to share. So what I've realized, right, that those things I can see, I can see tension inside of me, I can see tension and no tension, darkness and light, right? And I recognize that as I let go of this tension on the inside, that it was dark, and it's light underneath. And so what I recognize is we really only need to find those dark places inside of us. And they are actually almost like physical wounds inside of us that have stored those emotions inside and we want to unpack them. We want to open them up and look at every little bit of the, that darkness inside of us to let the light shine through underneath. So I know you don't want to share them here, but that would be part of your journey is finding looking at those in as much depth as you can possibly remember. And then more details will come out as you do that.
0: So once you get into the feeling of the feelings and, And I saw these x-rays, too. I saw the x-rays on your website, and it's a noticeable, noticeable difference. And this is continuous. Like you said, there's there's 40, 50 uh, times a day you're feeling and even hearing these shifts happening. Almost sounds like, you know, those days when you crack your back, you hear it, and it's like, oh, that felt so good. (laughs)
1: absolutely I have my own built-in chiropractor these days so yeah I I will release enough tension my neck will crack yeah many times a day yes I would actually love to have another x-ray now because I know so much has changed since I had that one taken last summer Uh so yes it's an ongoing process and we all have this ability inside of us if we really want it
0: uh uh-huh. Yeah. And where would somebody start if uh, if they wanted to learn more and really start getting into this kind of healing process and and self maintenance? Because it's not just it's not just healing from what it sounds to me. It sounds like this is a really uh, great life maintenance tool to have.
1: Yeah. Well, EFT can be. I mean, you talked about stress management, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there is stress management. You can use EFT just to manage your stress doesn't change necessarily or it doesn't make the big changes right to make the big changes you've got to go in your past and you've got to open up those wounds yeah. but um, there's there's many resources for EFT the thing to know about EFT videos if you're watching them online is a lot of practitioners have moved to the positive <laughs> and we talked about that it's only the negative that's stored in the body Right? That's the tension I can see. It's the darkness. Once we let go of that, the positive is already there. So um, you know, the developer of EFT, Gary Craig, he has videos on YouTube of how to how to use the process. And he sticks with the negative. You know, there might be a little bit of positive coming at the end, but that's the goal is to work with the negative and to release those wounds inside, release the dis-ease inside.
0: There you go. I love that. The dis-ease. And um I like your th- your thoughts about the the light and dark uh, I think a lot of what people don't uh, don't remember or may not realize is we are light everything is light basically um we are slowed down uh compressed wavelengths so the whole thought of going in and working on the light is like why that's just catering to people who don't have problems <laughs> I mean <laughs> That's, that might be a little mean to say for some people and I hope I I probably offended a few but hey get over it um no that was mean too <laughs> but, well
1: the light is there underneath the darkness it's the darkness we need to to find and let go
0: yeah and if you're if you're pulling the light up and keeping the the darkness in there then you're temporarily recharging your batteries but you're not paying attention to the leak that's on the other side of the battery or, or you're painting the house but you're not you're not fixing the foundation.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this work fixes the foundation.
0: <laughs> exactly. And that was Gary Craig. That was the gentleman you had, you had mentioned um, the practitioner who. who
1: kind he of- developed it. Yeah. He was a chemical engineer. He developed EFT and he gave it away free to the world.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, so there you go. There you go. Family Fuster Cluck right there. If there's anybody you want to, you want to look into uh, regarding EFT, look to the guy who fucking invented it, right?
1: (laughs) Right. I've got a demo on my uh, YouTube channel as well, a demo of both EFT and feeling your feelings. Uh So you can learn how to do that. So let me, if it's okay with you, I'd love to share um, the story about before before COVID when I had this group, because it really kind of explains almost the different levels. Because some people might already have, they might already be able to feel their feelings. You know, which points that you could start at that point. But um the story kind of ex- explains why we're all so different. So we, I had a, a tapping group. we just meet every week. And at the beginning of the group, we'd also in a semicircle and close our eyes. And I would play a series of chimes, just one series. Everyone would open their eyes and they would share their experience. So now I've recognized this like a spectrum of awareness in people. And some people only hear the chimes with their ears. And then there are other people who would hear the chimes with their ears, but maybe they'd feel some sound vibrations in some parts of their body. And then on the other end of the spectrum, and this is where I am now, but I started out only being able to hear with my ears. At the other end are people who can feel the sound vibrations deep inside and throughout their body and hear with their ears right so this is like a different it's a spectrum of awareness and we can see that in people out in society right there are some people who only hear words right they don't they don't pick up any nuances right in body language in breathing in any of that they just hear the words and they think that's the truth they think that's the only experience there is but there are also people in society who feel what's going on they feel people's voices They feel the words, they're they're aware of the history of the words inside of them, right? It's a whole different experience of life. But once once you share that, right, people now know, people who can only hear know there's this whole other experience of life that they can look towards, right? They can aim towards. And that's what this journey is, right? Because I started out only hearing words. But now there's actually so much more to life, right? There's this depth of awareness. The more you know yourself on the inside, the more you see on the outside. That phrase, as within, so without, is totally true. So I feel, right, I feel music deep inside of me. I can, I can work out why things are happening energetically. I can see in other people, I can see what they're replaying, right? There's actually a lot more, even my voice, my, my singing voice. I There were some notes I didn't used to be able to sing. I, didn't, I had an awful voice because I had so much tension in my skull, right? I've released the tension in there and I enjoy singing to myself now, right? So there's so much more to life that we can have when we start opening up and letting this stuff go.
0: Nice. And um, your YouTube channel... Is available via your website, correct?
1: Or you can just go to YouTube and look up my name.
0: Yeah, well, you could do. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> You're making it so easy for people, jeez, Anne.
1: <laughs> I'm sharing the information. <laughs> I never knew this was available. I never knew this was possible before. Right. That's why I'm sharing my story because I want other people to know what we can do ourselves.
0: Yeah. Why keep it under lock and key? Why try to make a buck if It's going to help so many people. And speaking of that, how can we help? You know, myself, the listeners. How can we? What can we do right now? Because this is kind of important. That we're we're at like hour zero right now for humanity in the in the planet, and there needs to be a, a shift in mindset. There needs to be a paradigm shift. And how can we help push that forward?
1: Well, I think everything is coming up now for us to notice it and release. All these emotions are being brought up. And when they are right, our job is to notice them, notice what's happening inside of us, not what's happening out there with other people, but notice how we're feeling about it, because that's where our power is, is to notice that feeling. And then we can work with those feelings. We can tap, we can feel the feelings, whatever, or even take a deep breath. Right. We can we can change it in the moment. And when we're doing that, we're changing our future.
0: There you go. Right. And exactly what you were saying earlier is we're sending once we can do that and we let the light out from underneath the darkness, that light then naturally is going out toward the future. Not only your future because because each and every one of us is affecting those around us. The butterfly effect. It's a real thing. And so, yes, the light that you release by by tapping out that dark, by feeling your feelings and and being able to let that go, um, it's going to release that light and uh, it's going to help everybody.
1: Yeah. I mean, think about it. There are a lot of things that are coming up that have been hidden, right? right. A lot of racism and such And the Me Too movement, everything's coming up that it's been hidden. They've been wounds that collectively we have hidden and are now being brought to light so that we can look at them carefully and let them go.
0: Yes. Oh, man. So beautifully put right there. I agree with you. (laughs) Thank you. you.
1: I should mention that I do have a book. You know, if anyone oh. wanted to read more, I Reading do have a, is
0: good too. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: have a book uh, that I shared these steps with in detail and kind of the weird things that happened along the way. And it's called A Pathway to Insight" because I believe this is the original meaning of the word insight. I think we, when we talk about it these days, people are thinking about in the mind mm-hmm. or outside the mind and never really realized that we could go inside the body, actually Easy. looking inside.
0: You know, that's a really compelling view of that. Um, Where can we get your book? Amazon, I'm assuming?
1: Yeah, Amazon, or you can ask your local bookstore to order it.
0: And local bookstore. And you know what? Go to your local bookstore and ask them to order it because, number one, local bookstores need to be supported because we don't have enough of them around. And number two, hardback covers are badass. And yeah, drop the Kindle for a while and read actual paper books. They're cool. That's my, <laughs> that's my two cents. <laughs> uh, Ann's, Ann's website is annhince.com. That's A-N-N-H-I-N-C-E.com. E. Don't forget the E. I almost did. So Hints.com, professional speaker, author, spiritual teacher, you've inspired me today
1: good good I'm glad I, I really hope people try this out now if we have one more moment I would love to just say to people if you're going to work with EFT for something like seizures there's all sorts of aspects that you'd want to tap through so I wrote a few of these down so you'd want to tap through what happens now right, in your mind, what happens now when you have a seizure, tap through the feelings that come up and the the experience, walk through it in your mind as you're tapping, tap about your fears of the future of what might happen, tap that out so that it has no charge left in it. So it's not part of your signal, Mm -hmm. tap about what happened along the way, like the seizures you've had in the past, and what happened each time each one you remembered. Tap about what happened before you had your first seizure, right? Any emotional events that happened, any traumatic events that happened. Tap about what your memories are about seizures and associations. Like maybe you knew other people who've had seizures. What are those memories that you've stored inside your mind? And anything that you have, any memories you stored in your mind about the subject of seizures. Because if, you, if it can come to mind, if you can bring it to mind, it means you've got it stored inside of you. So if you tap through those and let the energy flow out, it's no longer a part of your signal.
0: Wow. And then you're able to, you could recall the moment again without the emotion.
1: Right. Because it, that emotion, when you're feeling that emotion, that's the signal you're emitting in the moment, right? That, so if you can th- think about seizures... Critical?
0: Those, right those will trigger trigger you not the physical event that happened it's the emotion you attached to it that raises the the stress levels
1: right so if you can remember those memories if you can even think of the word seizure in peace right so there's no emotion underneath it then you're not emitting that signal anymore you're not attracting it back to your future and it can change everything
0: yes. And this goes back to our conversation about my um, efforts to get off of the medications because I'm drug resistant and they give me incredibly awful side effects. This could be something very beneficial to add to my dietary approach and to the CBDs. And maybe even if it's effective enough, I wouldn't even need the CBD regimen. It could help right after seizures. It could help right before seizures for those people who have auras and, and can tell when the onsets are coming. Um, It can help before bed because there's so many people with epilepsy that have nocturnal seizures where there's absolutely no control because they happen in your sleep. Right. Um, So
1: then there would be fear of that as you were going to sleep. Right. So you could tap about your fear. You could tap about your fear of taking medications. Right.
0: Wow. Great point. Great point. Yes.
1: So it's noticing, it's noticing when we're resisting something, when we're fearful of something, and it isn't always easy to pick that up to begin with. It gets easier to notice when you're in resistance, and that's what you can tap out and let that resistance go.
0: Man, that it is such a great coincidence that we're bringing this up because I'm noticing that, I've had to notice this too, because the the medications give me huge mood swings, the depression and irritability that can come with it. So I know I don't respond the same way that I would normally. And I do let my emotions get the best of me much more than I used to. Uh, And so I have to self-check and I have to work on being more self-aware to separate what I'm feeling and what somebody maybe actually tried to say, things like that. Um, and so tapping would be a great way uh, to work through something like that if you had maybe a heated conversation with someone, or if you come away confused, maybe, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What the hell did they actually say? Let me sit down and
1: And those were the words you would use. You'd you tap on what the hell did they actually say? Right. You would, <laughs> you would you would you would that's where you're finding your truth, right? That's that's finding your absolute truth because that's what's stored in your neural pathway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah i think i get this i think i get this Good. right on i'm actually signing up for your uh website right now you're gonna you're gonna be getting an, a new email subscriber here real soon
1: great i also have a face i know not everyone's on facebook these days but i have a public facebook page and i'm really enjoying that because A lot of the memes that you see out there these days, there's no explanation behind or they're not actually quite right. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I'm explaining them a little bit more from my perspective.
0: Okay, cool. Cool. Now, you've been a keynote speaker. Um, You've been involved with uh, workshops. Do you have any events coming up possibly (laughs) that we might be able to check in on? I
1: don't have any events coming up. I'm, I'm kind of waiting till COVID's over. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, smart move, smart move. Uh, but if anybody wants to check out some of her previous work, uh, definitely, again, go to go to her website, annhints.com. Um, she has some videos uh, highlighting some of her keynotes and workshops as well. And again, that's where you can get her book, A Pathway to Insight. I'm sending them to your website because I want them to just, cover everything at once you know what i mean (laughs) and we're definitely going to be including links to your website to your youtube channel and to the uh, amazon page where your book is available okay
1: great thank you and if there's anyone who would like me to speak in an event i'm happy to do that
0: oh yes you can contact her through the website as well yes yeah nice um thank you so much for your time and maybe even in a few months or so we could do a follow-up
1: if yeah it'd be it. great to hear if you've made some <laughs> made some improvements yeah who knows? three
0: four months might be a little soon as far as that goes <laughs> who knows <laughs> who knows i might be a quick study um, <laughs> and i might be going into the hospital in three or four months for the brain surgery who knows where i'm at so i'm just riding a surf wave right now and just doing yeah. the best i can with the direction the waves throwing me
1: and that's one of the things you can work with with, with tapping right you can work through in your mind, what's going to happen if you do go through with the surgery and what would happen if you didn't go through the surgery. And once you let all those emotions, um, just go and there's no resistance to either route, then, then you're actually tuning in more to your intuition.
0: Yeah. And, and maybe get a clearer view of how to approach each option.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: I love it. I love it. And thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you. It's been great.
0: Oh, I've had a blast. Anne Hintz, Pathway to Insight is the book. Anne is a spiritual teacher, public speaker, and author. She is changing the world from the inside out. And she is an always-welcome guest. I want you back. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, friends, family, foster cluck out there for tuning in today. You know the routine. dry fast, take chances. And don't forget to Unexpected the Expected. Take care of yourselves. Seizure Salad Fuster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Mike Ball. Original logo and graphic designed by Alba Lopez. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky, and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever blows your hair back, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of seizure salad until then remember to unexpect the expected and it's all in your head